So this morning, the Holy Ghost is going to minister to our hearts. Amen. The knowledge of the love of God will lead you into loving him. I realize that the world does not understand. Even the church, we don't understand fully when we talk about the love of the Father. Hallelujah. So I'm going to articulate this around four points. Amen. I'm going to talk about what is the love for those who are taking notes. And I'm going to talk about how did God show us love? What the knowledge of the perfect the knowledge of the fact that God loves us. What does it provide to us? What are the benefits of those knowledge? Amen. And then what do we do with the love? Amen. So it's a kind of mix of preaching and teaching. Now, the number of one point we say, what is the love of God? Amen. Now, the word love is the word agape. Agape means unconditional love. Love that goes beyond what makes sense. You see, the reason why we don't understand the love of God is because human nature has taught us that we need to earn love. That's why when you don't earn it, you think you don't deserve it. Haven't you realized that this system has made us performers instead of receivers of his love? We want God to love us because. The agape love, the unconditional love. This is different from your love for God. I'm talking about God's love for you. Say, God's love for me. God's love for me. Amen? Love does not need to be justified by something. Hallelujah. God does not love us because we have done something. He loves us because it is in nature. The nature of God is love. First John chapter number 4 verse 16 tells us that God is love. So the very being of God expresses love. Amen. God is love. Say God is love. So when we talk about love, we're talking about God because love is God, and God is love. In the beginning was love. Ah. In the beginning was and love created everything. There's nothing that exists that was created without love. And love was made flesh and dwelt among us. The embodiment of love 
is called Jesus. Hallelujah. I say in the beginning, love. In the beginning was love. That love, that, that perfect love, the perfection of love is God. Have you realized that the system of rewards has misled us from receiving love? Although the system of reward is from God, but we have justified our love through the system of reward. You know how you train your child? If you do good, I'll give you a chocolate. Or I'll buy this for you. So we as children of God, we think when I do this, that's where God does this. It's an orphan spirit. Many are functioning in the orphan spirit. The orphan spirit is a restless spirit. The spirit of a son abides in the house. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. So, that is love. That is love. That is love. It does not need that to do something before displaying his love for us. It's a sacrificial love. It's a love that does not expect a return. It's a love that does not expect that you do something for me before I do something for you. It's a love that does not get irritated, that does not get frustrated. It's a, it's a dimension in God that always is ready to forgive. And many of us, unfortunately, will grew up without that. The reason why God gave us an earthly family is so that the love of God may be manifested through the family. But what happened is that the brokenness of the family has created resentment in us in a way that we don't know what love is anymore. You see people grow up crippled, crippled in the spirit because somebody broke them. Their father broke them. Their mother broke them. Therefore, when they grow up, all they know is to perform to be accepted. And whatever they do, they do it so that people can accept them. Have you realized that some people at school even lie that they have a girlfriend, but they don't? When we are talking in the group, they talk as if they have a girlfriend, but they don't, they are lying. Girls are talking as if they have a boyfriend, they don't, they are lying. Why are they doing this? So that they can be accepted. Hallelujah. There is a misunderstanding of God's heart. And that's where the church of God must come back to. Because the foundation of your success with God lies in that root. And when you miss it, you need to go back to the foundation. Hallelujah. Now, how did God show us his love? 1 John 4.10. Let's read now. 1 John 4.10. If you can follow this, when you get out of here, you will be a happy person. Yes, you will be so happy. So joyful. He said, in this, and in this is love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Not that we loved God. God didn't wait for us to love him before he loved us. 
If you think God rewards you because you love him, read this. <laughs> it's not in that. Not that he loved him, but he loved us. And how does he manifest that love? He sent his son. Our oh, people, I want you to picture this. He sent what? His only begotten son by that time. Now he's not the only begotten anymore. But his only begotten son by that time. No, I want you to picture what I'm talking about. For those who have children. For those who have children. That your son, you allow him to be killed for somebody you don't even know. For a street guy or somebody that stays somewhere you don't even know them. And they are in trouble. And they say the only chance for them for survival is if your son dies. How many people are going to accept that? For people you don't even know. Don't come here and play the, the Christian here. When it comes to the push, you will not do it. When your child will look at you in the eyes and say, Dad, why are you doing this to me? God took himself. He took his darling to die. Not only any kind of death, to be crucified. I mean, they put the nail in his hand and his feet. He was bleeding. And that was perfect love. And he did not require that we do anything. He did it because of himself. Another scripture. I want to give you another scripture. Romans chapter number 5 verse 8. Romans 5, 8. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrated his, his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God did not wait for you to be born again. While you were still sinner, he saw your value. Your value is not in what you are doing, people. Your value is in God. You know why we do so many things? It's because we don't know that our value is in God. We think our worth is in what we do. We are defined by what we do. We are not defined by who loves us. You see, when people meet you, they introduce themselves as a good guy or as a big guy. That's why they bring their titles, because their worth is in their title. The reason why people do that, they ask you, do you know who I am? It's because their worth is in their title. Their worth is in their achievement. Their worth is in their position. Their worth is not in the Lord. While we were still sinners, God died, Christ died for us. Let me, let, me, let me put it in perspective for you. For those who are married or you are not married, the person sitting next to you is annoying you. And then you have to die for that person. <laughs> no, let me, let me say it in another way. Your colleague at work wants your death and you are found out. And then you must die for him or her. So that he can carry on with wicked agenda.
Do you understand what I'm saying? While we're still sinners, that's how God loves us. While I didn't know from left to right, he died for me. While I didn't know my destiny, he died for me. While I didn't even know that he was dying for me, he died for me. While I didn't even know my future, he died for me. While I didn't know about the action of the Holy Spirit, he died for me. When I didn't know anything about scripture, it died for me. So why do I think that is my knowledge of the scripture that justifies love? Why do I think that it's what I do that justifies his love for me? While when I was still lost, it died for me. When I was still blind, it died for me. That's how furious the love of God is. Fierce love. He died for the very witch that is destroying people around you. He died for the witch doctor that is destroying people. The reason why they are still witch doctors is because they haven't come to the knowledge of his love. I don't know. They don't know that Christ died for them. So they continue in doing what they are doing. I see some people, they talk like if they own the world. I see politicians talking waya, 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 talking like if they own everything. I said, but you are a small guy. You can die anytime. Why are you doing this? You can sleep and not wake up. Some people think in a country, they think they own the country. Until they die and they realize they don't own anything. I was in a vision. And uh, it was amazing. And then I was half asleep, half awake. And by that time, my wife was still talking to me. And then in a vision, I saw, they told me that, that the house and the city is going to burn and we must run. So we look at each other and say, what must we take? We look at everything in the house. It was so funny. And we say, let's take our passport and our identity. That was spiritual. And we say, let's take a toothbrush. And don't let take two shirts, let take one. And then there was a car outside waiting for us, we, me and our children. We climbed in and we left. We looked at the, everything and we couldn't take anything. And the voice told me, what is worth? Is it all this thing? Because when it comes to a push, they cannot go with you. And I realized the loving of things is a deception from Satan. Because you will not be able to go with anything except who you are in Christ and who is in you. Except for the love that you manifest. Because our children are the expression of our love. So that's why I say, let's take our children. Hallelujah. You can't sleep because of things that are not going well. But when it comes to push, those things stay behind. I trust that you listen to me this morning. Let's read the last scripture in this, uh, uh, under this line. 1 John 3, 1. 1 John 3, 1. First John 3, 1. It says, Behold what manner of love a father has bestowed on us that we should be called 
children of God. Children of God. The word is reproduction. Reproduction. Technon. He said he loves us so much that he has qualified us to be called children. He loves us so much that he qualified us to be called children of God. He put us in his class, in his kind. He put us like him. We have a reproduction. We have the the expression of the invisible God in this world. That's how he loves us. He qualified us to be the expression of his love, to be the center, the focus of his love. How many of love that is? It's like you put a dog in your wheel. How much will you love your dog or your cat for him to share the inheritance of your children? Say, give half my estate to my dog and half to my child. Huh? I know there are some crazy people that do stuff like that, but it's just craziness. Because you cannot give something to somebody that does not know the value. Because you are just giving to the owner of your, of your dog. When you die, the one the dog goes to taking your estate. He said, he loved us so much that he qualified us to be called children of God. I don't want to dwell there too much. Let's go to the next point. What does the knowledge of God give us? The knowledge of the love of God. Let's let read Ephesians chapter number 3, verse 17 to 19. I want you to know that this is, I'm going step by step for you to understand. Ephesians chapter number 3, verse 17 to 19. Let's read it quickly. It said, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded what? In love. Let's go may be able to comprehend with all the sense what is the width, the length, and the depth, and heights. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. When you know the love of God, you are filled with the fullness of God. It's not your prayer that makes you have the fullness of God. It's the understanding of his love. The moment you understand how much God loves you, he fills your being with his fullness. He said that love deep, surpasses knowledge. It means that that love surpasses a knowledge that you study. You cannot study to get the love of God. The love of God is revealed to your heart. Because Romans 5.5 5 says, he has poured his love in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So the love of God is not something that you just study and understand. The love of God is something that is revealed to your heart. And he said, the moment that revelation comes, you become filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Now, John knew that Jesus loved him. Remember what he said in the book of John, chapter number 13, verse 23. He said, the disciple whom Jesus loved. You know that among the 12, John was the one that lasted longer than all of them. He was the last disciple to die. Even Paul that joined them died before him. John stayed in the island of Patmos. Story says, history says, that they tried to, boil, to kill him in oil. They boiled him, he came out. You know his secret? He understood that daddy loves me. 
He understood the love of God so much that nothing could make him question God. He knew that Father loves me. He knew that the love of God is my portion. You know, many of us here, we don't know that Father loves us. And because we don't know that Father loves us, we have to perform. Hallelujah. We have to perform. I say, we have to perform. You know, when you don't untrust the love of somebody, you question whatever he does. The reason why Christians are still speaking, Lord, why me? Is because they don't know his love. The reason why Christians are restless is because they don't know the love of God. They question. Look at people like the, the, the friend of Daniel. They were so rooted in the fact that God is for them. That even they were ready to give their body to the flame, knowing that God has a purpose in the flame. But when you don't understand the love of God, you don't know that there can be purposes in flame. So when there is flame, you look for a fire. How do you call it? You want to extinguish the fire. So people have become like, Christians have become like uh, fire officers. How do you call them? Fire brigades. They try to kill the fire. They don't know that even the flame speaks sometimes of a manifestation of his love for you. They said, they said, we will not worship another God because you must know that even if God does not rescue us, we know there is a purpose in him not rescuing us. We are not, we are not serving him to be rescued. We are serving him because he loved us. Listen, if Christians understand that, they will start questioning God. God, why? Why? I'm leaving God now. No, my, my car. Oh, my tires. What? Lord, how can you leave your child not having food? What? The love of God is not connected to material things. The love of God is connected to his being. You need to receive that truth today. The reason why you are depressed is because you have confined the love of God as a human love. Many people think, if I'm blessed, then God loves me. Can I show you some sinners that are really, 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 really rich? Understand? Can I show you, can I tell you that most of the five people that are richer in the world are not born again? Come on now, somebody talk to me. What do you think your 10,000 rent is? is? Why do you confine God to what he can give you? Why are we, that's why church is full of babies. People that can't stand. David called him my father. The Lord is with me. They understood the love of God. When David was chased from the front, he didn't go and say to God, Father, where is the open door? Father, please show me. Because Christianity thinks everything bad must have an open door. He said, the child I love, I discipline. Can, can, can I get an amen? You are looking for Satan in everything. While God is looking for his purposes in everything. Learn to think that God loves you. 
Hallelujah. I said, learn to think that your daddy loves you. Otherwise, you attribute everything. I'm sure if you were Daniel and his friend, you wouldn't sleep. Because when they make the decree, you say, Lord, where did we miss you? Looking for what? Where? Who? When? How? They say, no, this. We are so confident that we will not serve in our God. The open door of Daniel, the reason why it was thrown in the lion den, his only open door was prayer. Do you understand that prayer became an open door? So not bad things are open door all the time. Sometimes your, your goodness can be an open door. So you don't need to close that door. Keep it open. They say they couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel except for is him keeping the law of his God. Hallelujah. So John knew that the father loves him. You know, what, I, what is amazing is that when all the disciples were running away, John stood. Because he was rooted in the love of the father. Not his own love for the father, but he knew that the father loves him. You know, something touched my heart. I've testified to, 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 to one of my daughters already. When my, one of my sons was in grade two, they put a tree at school, and they say the son must write something about his father. And when I got there, people have written, my father gives me this, my father, and my son wrote there, my father loves me. That's all he wrote. Touch my heart. That at his age, when all his friends were talking about the father makes them trouble, he said, my father loves me. How many can testify that my father loves me? And for those who know me, I'm strict with the children. My wife knows that. But in my strictness, they discern my love. I'm one person that tells my children, you want an inheritance, build it for yourself. I can leave you a legacy for you to build your own inheritance. You can ask them, I tell them that. I say, if by God's grace I have something and I'm gone, you can have it. But I know the Bible says a good man leaves inheritance for his children. But, but that is only one verse. <laughs> yes, that is only one verse. Jesus didn't leave you material things. He left you spiritual thing. We are blessed with every blessing in heavenly places. Do you understand how much he loves you? He, he burns. He burns for you. He loves you. The difference between Mary and Martha was that Mary understood the love when Martha understood the service. Can I say it again? Martha understood service. Mary understood love. Remember in the book of Luke, I want to, we won't read it because of time. In the book of Luke, chapter number 10, verse 38 to 41. Oh, it's short. Let's read it. Luke 10, 38 to 41. Let's go quickly. It say, no, no, Luke 10, 38 to 41. Luke 10, 38 to 41. 
Thank you, Jesus. Are you being blessed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This changed my life. Eh? It changed my life. When God started to minister to me about this, it changed my life. Luke 10, 38 to 41. If we can't get to it, let me go on. Okay. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Mepha welcomed him in her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted. With, they said she was, she was what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was distracted with much serving. So service can be a distraction. When it becomes too much, it can be a distraction. Then they said, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me? <laughs> Let me see. You are not bothered that my sister has left me praying alone. You are not bothered that my sister is letting me preaching alone. Are you not bothered that my sister is not joining the band? We are just few. Lord, are you not bothered? Therefore, tell her to help me. I need help. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, he called her twice. That is a Hebrew form of speaking to say what I'm going to tell you is very important. In the Hebrew language, when they call you twice, it means mamela. <laughs> and Jesus also said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. What was Mary doing? She was being fed by Jesus. She sat at the feet of Jesus to receive from him. And the Bible never told us that Mary went and did something. The Bible told us that she was at the cross when Jesus was being crucified. Where was Martha? You know, I know a man, I read his story, the Sadhu Sana Singh. I got his book when I was young. Sadhu was preaching in the Tibet and all these places. He died now. It's not your new Sadhu on your internet. Talking about the real one. <laughs> Sorry. That Sadhu, he got an invitation for America, but because his whole life he didn't want to travel, because he wanted to focus on his people group. And at the end of his life, the Lord allowed him to go. And he went, and they took him from one meeting to another one. To, he became depressed. He said, cancel all my meetings. I miss him. For a day, he sat in his room. He didn't go to any meeting. He said, because I've realized that the business is taking away my fellowship. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. I say, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Because when it comes to the push, what keeps you is your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the push, what keeps you is your relationship that you have with him. 
And now we, will, we must serve him. I can preach another message on that because it's a good part of it. But listen, that the foundation of everything is to receive from him. Come on now. So, so Mary understood. Mary understood. The story of the prodigal son. You can read it also in Luke 15, verse 25 to 31. The prodigal son left the house. I'm glad they call him a prodigal, but they put the word son. They didn't say a prodigal someone. So it was a son that was prodigal. And we know who is, what a son is. They didn't say a prodigal child. They say a prodigal son. Somebody that understood his identity. Somebody that understood the fullness of who the father is. And because he understood this so much, he took some liberties. He went away. You know what? <laughs> he went away and squandered the inheritance. Inheritance. Son understand inheritance. Children don't. So this man, he understood inheritance. That's why he claimed it. While the father was alive, he has understood the principle of inheritance. So that's why they call him a son. My God. Now he came and he said, Father, I want my inheritance. And the father didn't say, Hey, I'm not dead yet. I said, No, you can have it. Meaning, it's not always after death that inheritance is given. You don't check what I'm saying. You don't need to wait for my death to receive a mantle. Because that mantle can fall upon you while it's still on me. Come on. Come on. Let me, let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me show you something. Come, John. Ah, help me. This is Father God. Sit. Sit there. This is Father God. Father God has a fullness. Father God wants to give something to my wife. Leon, come. Then instead of father living, look at me, instead of father standing up, father comes out of father. So Leon is in John. He comes out yeah. and he comes. While he was sitting there, he's coming here. He gives it. You stand there. And father realized, I want to give my spirit to somebody else. Come. Father is still sitting here. Then he comes out of the father. And he comes, come with me. And he gives it to her. Then father says, I want to do something in the world. Father does not need to stand up. Come. Come, come to me. Father does not need to stand up. Father is still sitting. Come. And father comes out of father. And father comes. And gives it to her. But father... He's still sitting. So he, he has a, the ability to, dis, to, to, to divide himself without being divided. He has the ability to give without losing. He has the ability to bless without losing. Father comes out of Father and bless you. The Holy Ghost came out of Father, but the Holy Ghost was still there. So I'm trying to tell you about the multidimensional of the God that you serve. That God does not need to perform. 
it just comes out of himself. It just comes out of himself. And he blesses you. While he's still sitting, he's working. I say, while he's still sitting, he's manifesting. So it means that each one can have an encounter with Father while Father is still sitting. You can have an encounter with his love while his love is still sitting on the phone. Doesn't matter how many people are in the world. Father can come out of Father for each one while Father is still sitting on the phone. He can have a personal, personal meeting with you in your room while Father is still sitting in heaven. And to each one, it does something different. While he's giving the Holy Spirit to her, he's giving something else to her. While God is dealing with her with spiritual stuff, he's dealing with him with material stuff. So she will stand there and judge her because she will say she loves material stuff. But the revelation that God is giving her is spiritual. But the revelation God is giving her is material. So when we don't understand, we judge each other. Those who don't understand say, some people are too much in prosperity. They don't understand it's a dimension of a father. While the father has come out as a prosperous father, he has come out as a Holy Spirit father. And if we can all come together and speak, the world will see all the facets of father. Because they will know that in father there is everything. So I was talking against prosperity until God revealed that to me. He said, shut your mouth. Because you have one aspect of father. And you need to allow yourself to see all the aspects in me. So that you may stop being judgmental. Because what God is doing in your life today is not the only thing God is doing in the world. You need to understand that. That what God is doing in your life today, there are many other things that Father is doing somewhere else. And then when you understand that, you back off. You can go and sit. Hallelujah. Woo. The last point is, what, does, what do we do with the love that we received? The, question, the answer is, we share it. 1 John 4, 19. Let's read 1 John 4, 19. Do you understand the love of a father? 1 John 4, 19. That's why churches talk against miracles and healing. Because they don't understand it's one dimension in God. Some people told me, People are coming to divine because of prophecy. I say, praise the Lord for that. <laughs> you don't understand. I say, praise the Lord for that. They say, why are you saying that? I say, you don't know the dimension of God that will attract people. The Bible says Jesus was attested before men by miracle and signs. So there is a dimension in God that God put out there for people to be drawn to him. So when they come to divine, they realize, I'm not prophesying all the time. 
and we are stuck. <laughs> they realize that there's other dimensions that are not proclaimed out there, but those dimensions are in the house. So let's read First John four nineteen. My God help us. We love him because he we become a lover of God because he loved us. And the same book tells us if you pretend, if you say you love God and don't love the person next to you, you are a liar. And the truth is not in you. Because when you truly love, you share the love. So you need to understand that Father loves you. My wife will help me. You need to understand that Father loves you. He wants to rectify something in your life today. He wants to rectify the brokenness that your parents sowed in you. That has caused you to become another person. He wants to rectify that today and show you perfect love. The scriptures say, perfect love casts out fear. When you understand how much God loves you, fear is gone. Yeah. Why? Because you are not afraid of death anymore. Because you realize in death, it can be the expression of his love. Yeah. The father does not love us like a human being does. Yeah. Human beings love you to death. They kill you with that. Father loves you to life. Because when we love our children, we spoil them. When God loves us, he trains us. Because when you spoil the child, it's good sometimes there is spoiling in God's dimension also. But if you spoil too much the child, you are spoiling his future. Because you don't give him character, you give him just something. But if you can give him both spoiling and training, he becomes a perfect child. Because he knew he would know how to accept love and how to dish out love. He will know how to receive love for himself and he know how to be secured in God. You know, when you are secured in the love, pick up your son. When you are secured, pick up the son, yes. When you are secured in the love of God, you stop questioning God. That's why the Bible says, in death or in life, I shall glorify him. Then you, you stop walking around like somebody without a father. I said, pick it up. I need to hear. Don't, don't, don't play like it. Play, play like they are listening to you. There are many people sitting here that are broken. They are broken. They don't know they are broken, but they are broken. Because everything they do is out of performance. And hear me out, I'm not saying they don't love God. They even don't know they are performing. This morning, the Father is calling you back to rest. He is not saying, stop doing what you are doing. But he said, doing it in rest. Doing it in rest. Because in everything, you see God's purpose. In everything you see God's purpose. You start to be a man that see the purposes of God. See, because in everything, God has a purpose. God must not send it, but God will take a purpose out of that. 
Hallelujah. Somebody said, why did God take my, took my parents? Why did he take them? I said, because he trusts you. What do you mean? I said, in the whole world, God knew that another child will go astray. But God knew that you have the strength to carry these loads. So it's the sign of his trust over your life. Every challenge that you go through is a sign of the trust of heaven to you. Look at Job. Look at Job. Satan went and said to God, look at God. God said, have you considered Job? Have you considered Job? He said he's doing that because you protect him. So God said, I want to show you that he trusts me. So God took away his hand. And Satan went and assaulted Job. And Job stood. And Job says, naked I came into this world. Naked I shall return. I can lose everything, but I don't want to lose God. I can lose everything, but not him. His children were gone. People, his children were gone. His wife turned her, her back on him. Remember, I said, Job was sitting in the dust. But he said, Job and his wife. Where was the wife? Where was the wife? When the friend came to mock him, he was alone. And the wife told him, Job, you better commit suicide. That's what she told him. She said to Job, kill yourself. Because she said to Job, curse God so that you can die. Because in those days, if you curse God, it's like a suicide. You died. So she was saying to Job, this is a rope. Just hang yourself. Job said, if I can receive good things from God. If I can receive all the blessings. Why am I not ready to stand when the blessing is taken? He said, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. This is a man that is vested in the love of God. That knew that doesn't matter what happened. Father is with me. I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. God knows that you don't have a car. And you think God has forgotten you. But you need to know that your Redeemer lives this morning. God knows that maybe you don't have food. And you think God has forsaken you. But you must know that your Redeemer lives this morning. God knows that things are not going well. But your Redeemer lives. I say God knows. But your Redeemer lives. God knows. But your Redeemer lives. You need to take comfort in that thing. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. I'm a satisfied child. I'm so satisfied. That's what, that how you must talk. I am loaded with the benefit of heaven. I am so satisfied. What can the world do to me? I have learned how to be in abundance. And I have learned how to have nothing. In all things, he gives me the strength to do it. Not my own strength. I cannot boast on my own strength, but I can boast in his strength because I don't have a strength to stand when I don't have, but he has a strength to keep me up when I don't have. I cannot tell you that if I don't have, I'm happy. No. 
But I can tell you, surely, when I don't have, I know he has. Maybe your father didn't treat you well. You know, I thank God that my earthly father showed me what a father is. Because of a, because a rejection inside of me. If I didn't know what the love of a father is, I wouldn't be here. But my father always told me, always told me, that doesn't matter what people say about me, I must know he loves me. So then you become a man that is complete. Why are you praying the way you pray? Is it just to draw heaven's attention? You are in performance. You are in performance. Why do you pray the way you pray? Because you know he loves you. Not that even you love him, because you know he loves you. I always say to the young people, marry somebody that loves you. Don't marry necessarily somebody that you love. Come on. Come on. Come on, because you may love somebody that does not love you. When you marry, he will mistreat you. But you may not love him too much, but he loves you so much that you are covered. You know, in a couple, if they don't trust each other, they check each other's cell phone to see what is going on. But if they trust each other, they don't mind. When they don't trust each other, anyone has his own pin, and no one knows the pin. When you see people showering with a cell phone, there is something wrong. Go to shower with a phone, because he doesn't want it to ring that somebody may pick it. loves us. He loves us. By God's grace, I can tell you that my, I said to God, my pain shouldn't be a secret for my people. So if I can collapse here today, she knows exactly my bank pain. She knows everything. She knows even my cell phone pen. So she can go in and know what was he saying last. She will know. Father loves you. You understand? That's why you shouldn't rely on the rejection of anyone. That when somebody say, I don't love you, God say, I still love you. You hear what I'm saying? That doesn't matter the brokenness that you have gone through. Father is there to put all the pieces together so that you can be whole again. You know, let me tell you something. That, uh, that an artist, when he paints, an artist paints a, a, a painting, and it, everybody was looking at it. And it was so beautiful. And, and somebody went close and wanted to touch it. And it hurt him. And he said, what is made with that? He said, I made this painting with broken things. This painting is form of broken things. Broken pieces. And I put them together. From far, it looks beautiful. But from close, it looks broken. You don't check what I'm saying. How our lives are like that. Even when we display the beauty of God, there is a kind of brokenness in us that only us know. But our lives are displaying a beauty. But if you come in our inner circle, you will realize we are broken like everybody else. And we need God more than anybody else. Let's read the last scripture and then we conclude. Romans chapter number 8. And I want us to stand up to read that scripture. 
Romans chapter number 8, verse 35 to 39. Let all of us stand up. And I want you to put your hands on your chest as you read that, like, like, that like the anthem of Christianity. Amen? We're going to read it, standing with our hands, the right hand on your chest. And then you stand like you are standing before the flag of heaven. Let's read. One, two, three. Who shall be loved? Shall tribulation, all distress, all persecution, all famine, all nakedness, all peril, all sword. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in all this, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither all life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor shall be able to separate. I want you to say, shall be able to separate me. Nothing, nothing shall separate you. Nothing shall pluck you out of the hands of the Father. Nothing can separate you. This morning I want to tell you, Father loves you. I said, Father loves you. And you need to be secured in that. This whole week, I want you every day, when you wake up, to say, Thank you, Father, for you love me. Before you go to sleep, say, thank you, Father, for you love me.